Greetings and welcome to episode 5 of the Transform Podcast. It is Thursday, October 28th, and I'm Chris Anastasio, your host for the show. So, welcome back, guys. Uh, I know earlier this week we talked a little bit about, back on Tuesday, talked about uh, common challenges uh, faced by small businesses, particularly uh, CPAs. Uh, we use that as sort of the the example in that episode uh, to focus on. And, you know, maybe as a natural offshoot of that discussion uh, comes what's a very specific topic for today's episode. And that is uh, basically, you know, the various aspects that you want to keep in mind when you are dealing with the user experience or UX, as the case uh, may be in terms of the way you'll, you'll see it um, delineated the UX or user experience for your new website or your existing website if you're doing you know, an upgrade or a refresh or whatnot. So the reason I say it's kind of an outgrowth from episode four is because four we covered a lot of different areas that small businesses face in terms of you know, the challenges and so forth. I think one of them that we really drilled down into was keeping pace with technology, you know, making sure you're at, you're at the cutting edge or you're keeping things fresh from a technology standpoint for your business. Uh, and, and, and that can be in the tools of the trade. So, for example, the CPA it could be their tax software, but it could also be in generic areas like your website, you know, just, you know, your, your mobile app, you know, whatever the case might be. And so I think it's fitting that we now kind of break off a little bit here in episode five and, and talk specifically um, about how to make sure you have a website that is effective, okay, <laughs> that people actually want to come to and they actually want to visit your website. Okay, so let's start with, let's just go from the top down here and let's start with a definition for user experience. Now there's probably a million of them out there, but let's pick one and just kind of work off of that. Okay, so a good one that I found that I just want to read off to you guys to start things off here is UX, which stands for user experience, is an area of web design that weaves critical analysis and logic to understand and plan for a user's interaction with products, systems, and services. It includes usability, design, navigation, and impression. Simply put, it's about creating a great web design." Unquote. So that kind of takes care of our definition. So basically, guys, you know, takeaway in there is to, 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 to sort of distill all that, you are attempting to create an experience for the user that's pleasing that's, that's logical, that's understandable to them, that they can follow, and that allows them to accomplish what they want to accomplish on the website. So I think that's another way of saying uh, the definition that I just read. So let's walk through, we're gonna go through eight areas, okay, I'm gonna tick them off as we go along, eight different areas that you wanna look at as you assess your website. If you already have one, that's great, you have something to work off of, although some may find a clean slate is a better starting point. Uh, but if you don't have a website, you can you can start fresh with all these things, and you don't have any bias. You don't have anything in front of you that's that's kind of uh, swaying your your direction on this. Okay, so th the first and foremost thing that you guys want to take into account with your website really has nothing to do with the website itself. It's the message on your website. Okay, so crafting a message that you want your users to take away when they come and visit your website, that they leave with that impression or they leave with that message is the very first step that you have to, I mean, it's basically 
forget about looking at a computer screen. You know, you want to put a blank sheet of paper in front of you and make sure you can articulate on that piece of paper what your message is. What do you want someone who comes to your website to take away from it? Now, it could be multiple things. It doesn't necessarily have to be one single thing that they're going to take away from it, but you, you definitely want to know clearly what those things are, whether it's one or two or ten or whatever. Okay, so focusing on your message, gaining clarity in it, being able to articulate it. If you can't, if you can't articulate it easily, if you can't put it together fairly easily, then the person coming to the website probably isn't going to leave with the message you wanted them to leave with, right? Uh, because you are f intimately familiar with your message. So you've got to get over that first step, be able to do it yourself, and then you can transfer it into and weave it into your, into your website. So think of this as, you know, uh, you know, for example, we'll take a tax firm, a tax preparation firm. If, if you want, if you want uh, prospective clients to know that, that you have a great deal of experience preparing taxes, that you have, um, you know, a killer, uh, you know, sort of uh, additional support structure to do bookkeeping, to go with doing tax returns, um, and you use the latest software to do it. So I'm just, you know, rudimentary example here, right? Those three major things, right? Then you want to make sure your website is talking in clear terms and succinctly about your experience, about your bookkeeping, uh, uh, you know, ancillary support, and also talking about uh, how you stay on the cutting edge of technology and use the latest software to do these functions. So you want to be very deliberate about putting those three messages together on your website. Okay, so that takes care of message, guys. Uh, I can't pound the table enough on how important that is uh, to 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 at least start your your uh, your visitor to your website off on the right foot. Now it's not the only thing. We're going to go through other things here, but having that message uh, clear and concise and and readily accessible on your website is hugely important. Okay. All right. So next up, and 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 I think anybody who's used the website, you know, knows how difficult this can feel when you get to a website that is difficult to navigate. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about navigation. So, making navigation easy, okay? <laughs> if you don't make the navigation on your website easy, you will have an extremely high bounce rate, okay? <laughs> so, so for those who aren't familiar with that term, it basically means people leave, and it means people leave quickly. Okay. So, so, you know, I mean, this is, you know, anybody who's played around with like Google analytics or something like that and tested out their website, they will understand the whole bounce rate concept. But, but basically, you know, if, if you don't, um, if you don't have navigation that's clear and easy to follow and isn't so layered that, you know, somebody has to click, you know, three, five, seven, ten times to get to what they need. Um, then you you know and, and you get this part right, then you've got your next building block in place to have a really successful website. Okay, guys. Now I would say there's maybe not necessarily a hard and fast rule as far as how you create the navigation on your website or what you know, you know how many menu items do you have, how many layers down do you go. I mean, I would just say this: try to make sure everybody can get to the key parts of your website. Okay. Obviously, there could be some stuff tucked away in the nooks and crannies if you have maybe downloadable products or, or, you know, white papers, you know, things of that nature, deliverables that, that you have to drill down to get to. 
but the major aspects of your website that you want people to be sort of funneled towards, right, that you want people to be shunted into, those should not be very deep in your navigation, right? I mean, you know, and this is just one example. Again, I'm not saying there's only one way to do it, but if you come to a website, it has a clear front page with clear messaging on it, maybe a menu bar at the top. Each of those menu items has a couple different options that lead to, you know, a sub-level or sub-sub-level of information. So they can come onto the homepage, click once on the, uh, on the menu bar at the top, click a second time on a sub-level, and now they have some granular information in front of them. They've clicked twice, right? Click on the home menu, click on the, or, you know, the top menu, for example, and then click down a level. And then maybe once they're in that subsection, if there are different areas that they are you know, going to be looking at or you're going to try to funnel them into downloading certain things or taking certain actions, then it would just be a third click. Okay, but you're keeping things in a reasonable range. Two to three clicks to do anything on your website is, is probably pretty good for most users. Okay, and that's going to limit your bounce rate and people bailing out. But again, you know, you, you know, as much as you're a small business owner, you're also a user of the web, okay? 99.9% .9 chance you use the web. So if you use the web and you know what a good website feels like when you navigate it, replicate that. Look, look to the best of your ability to replicate that, okay? Okay, <clears throat> thirdly, let's talk about functionality. So remember what you want from the website in terms of what action you want the person to take, it should be highly functional, right? It should be something that is clear to them that that's the action you want them to take and it's simple to effect that action, right? So for example, if you bring somebody to your website and you want them to book you know, a call with you, let's say to talk about doing, doing taxes for somebody or consulting with them with, with whatever service you provide, then you want to make sure that when the person lands on your website, and also remember, by the way, guys, they might land on your website through a, a route that you don't anticipate. They may not come to the home page. They may come somewhere else, uh, you know, one of the lower level sections on your website. So think of it that way as well, that there are various entry points to your website, depending on the number of pages you have. And if you have a, a call to action or a CTA, as we like to call it, that you want them to undertake, it has to be clear, it has to be very visible, it has to be very simple to get to and to get through to do what you want them to do. So for example, you want them to book a call with you on your homepage after you know whatever setup you've got there in terms of your background, your experience, whatever, there should be a clear statement of why it's of value to them, of interest to them to book a call with you. And then there should be a very clear accessible button to click to go to that step. And then you should definitely have a high degree of functionality at that stage where a cat let's say a calendar comes up or one of the scheduling software plugins that you can use on your website you know pops up and they can easily you know select a date select a time confirm it enter their information and off they go okay so being highly functional putting the, the call to action front and center in an obvious manner that the user can follow is critical okay all right, so let's get into, so I would say if you do those three things, those first three things correctly, you have a clear message, you have easy navigation, and you have very functional calls to action, you're more than halfway there. I mean, you are probably way ahead of the pack just by doing those three things really, really well, okay? But let's talk about a couple other things here. So, so another 
uh, thing that you want to do is ask users about their experience. I mean, let's say you get a prospect on the phone from your website or you have people interacting with you online, whether it's on your social media pages or whatever, you know, ask them, hey, did you visit our website? Okay, so first of all, if they haven't, you're letting them know you have a website, so that's good. If they have gone to the website, then you say, okay, what did you think of it? Was it clear? Was it easy? How was the navigation? Did you get what you were looking for? How long did it take for you to get what you were looking for? Those types of things. Okay, so don't be shy. I mean, ask your users what they thought of the experience. Okay, so that's, that's critical. Okay, uh, that's, that's, that's absolutely critical that you check in with them and you, and you say, hey, you know, let me know what it was like for you when you came to the website. Okay, all right, let's go to number five. Um, making sure your content is relevant. So here's the deal, guys. Obviously, in a, in a, um, in a web 2.0, 3.0, whatever world you want to say we're in, where you're going to do a lot of online activity on social media, not necessarily your website, right? But you're going to be you know, engaging users, let's say, on a Facebook page or on your LinkedIn or on Twitter or wherever. Things are very dynamic. Obviously, you're, you know, I mean, let's say you're a fairly uh, frequent user of social media. You, you might be out there every day. So everything you're saying is going to naturally be relevant because you're out there every day. The issue is your website can get a little stale. It can become a little bit static. I mean, obviously, these days, a lot of people, you know, if they do go to your website, that's fine. I mean, they will go there, but they're doing a lot of their interacting and engaging on social media platforms. So what you want to make sure you're doing, obviously, you want to connect all those social media platforms back to your website by, you know, putting a you know, link in the bio kind of a thing, you know, a pointer, you know, in the, in the uh, profile that puts your website there and people can see it. Uh, so that's kind of a key here as well uh, that, I, that I didn't mention earlier. But what you really want to make sure is that on the website, when you drive them there from these other pages, for example, that you have relevant content there, that you've checked the website. Are things up to date? Are there you know, new laws in your industry, new, new happenings, new, new announcements that are going on? So there, I can't, I, honestly, guys, I have lost count of how many websites I go to that like the latest press release is from three years ago right? The latest news is from two and a half years ago. I mean, there's nothing that tells you quicker that a website has been neglected than seeing that. So especially if you guys have real-time updates like that, where you, where you pipe in, you know, news and announcements and things like that, um, you, you want to make sure that you've got fairly recent stuff there. I mean, otherwise it can look very stale, okay? Especially if it's kind of a feed or something of that nature that's expected to be refreshed fairly frequently. Uh, so you want to be really careful with that. Okay, so making sure the content is relevant on your website is a very critical step to making sure people come away with a good experience. Okay, it's another water break. Sorry, guys. Um, so anyway, so, so, so I think you get the point there. Check your website frequently. Update it as much as needed. Always make sure there's fresh content there or at least content that is still current, I would say, is probably the better way to articulate that. Uh, if it's current, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, you, you know, something from a year ago may still be applicable, so you don't have to take it off of there because it's a year old. I mean, it's still usable content. But if it has been, you know, leapfrogged by something else, if it's grown stale, if it's no longer relevant, if it's no longer applicable, if it's no longer accurate, you definitely want to get it off of there, okay? All right, so number seven, establishing and maintaining trust. 
I would say very quickly on this, guys, this is not something that's very cerebral. I mean, this is obvious, I think. But if your website says something, make sure it does that something. Okay, so you don't want to lure people to your website and then pull a bait and switch on them. If you tell them, you know, hey, I have this you know, information on this page, make sure that information is there. If you say, hey, download this item from my website, it will do this for you, make sure it does that for them. There's nothing that's going to turn them off quicker than they come to the website under one pretense and they realize something else is going on there or something else is being said that's not consistent with anything else uh, or what you, or what you, dro- you know, if you drove them there, make sure that what you're telling them as you send them there matches what happens when they get there. Okay, so trust with your website very specifically, uh, in my estimation at least, means aligning the messaging on the website with all the other messaging you're doing. And then on the website, making sure that if you tell them something's there, exactly that is what's there. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, so that's a fairly obvious one, guys. I mean, no, you know, we don't have to linger too long on that. So number eight, I would just kind of finish with this. People, you know, who are researching services, products, etc., they're doing this stuff, you know, maybe sometimes in an obligatory fashion. Maybe it's not the most fun thing for them to be doing. I mean, you don't know what their circumstance is. But one thing that you can try to do is to kind of stimulate them a little bit, excite them with your content. I mean, don't, you know, I mean, change it up a little bit. You know, if you, you know, if you're comfortable with it, maybe, maybe not every page has just text on it. Maybe you have some video content on there. Uh, maybe, maybe you're linking out or, or pulling in uh, content that you've posted elsewhere. You know, for example, let's say you're doing a video series on LinkedIn, bring those videos over to your website so that, you know, someone who just comes into you, uh, you know, comes into your sphere on the website side and they don't see on LinkedIn, they get to see those videos as well, okay? Uh, maybe there are other little surprises you can put in there. I mean, I think you guys, for your own situations and your own businesses and your own industries, you'll know what some of those things might be, you know? Um, it could be something like, you know, um, hey, you know, the, 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 the thousandth visitor to the website is going to get a free, you know, get a free tax audit or tax return audit from you or something like that. You know, you can kind of change it up a little bit. You can, you can, you can uh, make it kind of exciting uh, make it fresh uh, for people to come to your website and interact with you there. Okay, so I think, you know, from, from the standpoint of what constitutes being stimulating and exciting, you guys will, will, will sense that for your particular circumstance. But don't be afraid as long as you're not, you know, I think as long, first of all, as long as you're not doing anything inappropriate uh, in terms of relevance or, or uh, you know, something way outside the lines uh, to, your, to your industry or your, your, um, you know, your professional um, um, you know, uh, your professional image that you're putting together on your website, as long as you're not violating that, and I think, you know, you're doing things in good fun and you're, and you're doing things that, that are going to get people to, to kind of stop and take notice and, and uh, pay attention to what you're saying and what your website is communicating, then I don't see any harm in that. Um, and you can test it out and you can see how it's working if it's creating more, you know, hits to your webpage or more, you know, people following through on the call to action. If it's not working and it's not getting you anywhere, you can always obviously swap that kind of content out and try something different. Uh, but I think that, you know, keeping it fresh and exciting, you know, it, it's not really hard to do when you look around out there. There's not a lot of people doing it. So even doing it just a little bit uh, can, can kind of get you to stand out some. And I think that, you know, can actually go a long way. So those are our eight items. Uh, just recapping them real quick. Messaging, number one. Number two, navigation. Three, functionality, you know, in your calls to action. Number four, 
uh, asking users about their experience. Number five, making sure your content's relevant. Uh, number six, and actually I realize now there's only seven of these, <laughs> these items. I said there were eight at the beginning. There's only seven. So I apologize for that, guys. Uh, but number, you know, so number five was make sure your content's relevant. Number six, establishing and maintaining uh, trust with your users who come to your site. And number seven, uh, stimulating and exciting through your content wherever possible, wherever appropriate. Okay? So those are your, those are your seven kind of aspects to keep track of when you look at your website. I think in this day and age, you know, some people would say, do you even need a website anymore if I just have a robust social media presence? You know, I can work off my Instagram page or my Facebook page or whatever. I'm not saying that's totally inaccurate or that's not possible, but a website is a very is still a very nice option for a professional, well-polished home base. And it allows you to use your social media pages a little bit more informally. So you can kind of, you know, think of it as the concentric circle, right? You have at the center the website and then that next circle out would be let's say your your primary social media pages. Let's say uh, you know, in professional context would be let's say your LinkedIn Maybe you replicate your LinkedIn content on Facebook, that sort of thing. Uh, and you can kind of go into those areas and use them for what they're intended for and let your website do the work that your website should be doing. Okay, guys, so you know, I want to finish by saying if you have any questions about putting a website together, refreshing your website, maybe giving an audit to it, you know, putting it under an audit and seeing like, okay, you know, is there anything I can improve here? Please give us a shout, you know, you can drop us a line on social media, you can, um, you know, give us a ring, uh, you know, head over to our website, transform.com, and you can come, come to us through that way as well. Um, but we definitely encourage you, if you're, if you're kind of lost a little bit, or you just kind of want a second opinion, we would definitely love to um, assist you in any way possible. So, that wraps up episode five. When we come back to you guys on episode six, it'll be November uh, so as we close out this month, I uh, just want to say thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for checking out our podcast, subscribing to the podcast, uh, you know, communicating with us on social media and reaching out to us. We love doing that. Uh, ask us any questions. Check in with us there, and we would be happy to help you out. Once again, I'm Chris Anastasio. This is the Transform Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, leave us some feedback. Definitely appreciate you listening, and have a great night. Thanks, guys.